Hey everybody, it's David again. Got another podcast for you today. This is going to be titled The Agony of a Thing. Because we've all went through agonizing problems in our lives, pains, despair, and and of the such, I wanted to put a podcast together just talking about a few things and hopefully it encourages you by the end. It's going to be a short one and it's going to be a blessing to you and to anybody you share it with. I want to thank my sponsors out there for allowing me to be able to do this type of thing. Right after a word from our sponsors, you'll hear the agony of a thing. Hey everybody out there in podcast and it's David. Well, I didn't put a podcast up the last few days um, because I've been dealing with a lot of pre-surgery things, trying to get ready for the surgery that's coming up on Friday. Yesterday I had three doctor appointments in different locations because of uh, the speed that the surgery's happening because when they open back up after the coronavirus, they said it would be a slow opening, but they opened pretty fast and uh, they're trying to get these surgeries in as quick as they can now, I guess. So yesterday was a really busy day. I was, I started at, I had to meet a rep at nine in the morning to turn off the stimulator in my back so I can go and have an MRI at one o'clock. At noon, I had to go have blood work done, but when I got there, they didn't have the right paperwork, so I had to go to the MRI come back for the blood work after they got the right paperwork and then rush to Saginaw about 30 miles away to get um, my neck brace fitting and go over the procedure. And we found out that I wasn't able to go to one of my appointments this week because of the speed of which the surgeries are happening. And I'm hoping it doesn't hold up my surgery on Friday because I really need to get this done. My arms are really been bad lately the last few days they've gotten worse ever since the last flood that we had it really took a toll on my body trying to get everything cleaned out of the house and get it prepared plus move to this new place that we're at temporarily which everything we have right now is only temporary until Michigan gets called a disaster and then President Trump signs the order and releases FEMA onto us so now I got some big prayers there if you could pray for me. Main thing I need prayer for is my health. Just pray for my health. But I didn't start a podcast to complain about health or disasters <clears throat> because in life we're going to have these situations and we have to look beyond it. We have to become problem solvers. We can't just live in problems or become problems. We have to figure out a way to solve our problems and to go on with life because life goes on. One of the reasons I learned this is from being around animals so much. If you ever notice an animal, an animal doesn't complain about its pain. It might cry and whimper as a dog, but it will go on with that pain unless it's dehabilitating. Most of the time, most animals, the only time you really see them suffering is when they're in really bad shape. Other than that, you won't know it. 
They could be having a broken leg, a broken part of their body, uh, something really bad, and you won't even know it unless you, like, touch it or something. But they're going to go on. They're going to eat. They're going to sleep. They're going to fend for themselves. They're going to take care of their own. I'll give you a couple stories off the top of my head. I have a dog named Sheba. She's close to 13 years old now. But back when she was about 7 years old, she uh, <clears throat> she had some puppies. She had like close to and 20 puppies. I can't remember off the top of my head how many puppies she had. She had like a lot. Two of them ended up dying. One died inside of her. I pulled it out and I thought that was the last one. She started taking care of her puppies, feeding them like a good mom. And so the next day she looked really weak and all the research I did and talking to people, it seemed like she might've been tired and stressed from being around the puppies so much. So I took her for a walk to get her away. <clears throat> As we went for a walk, every so many steps she'd fall on the ground and just look at me. She couldn't move her legs. It was like they just gave out on her. And I thought it was just from the stren strenuous delivery and from the stress from the puppies. And so I'd pick her back up on her legs and give her a second. We'd walk farther. And I just kept trying to push her to walk. Every few steps, she'd do the same thing. Her legs would get out and she'd fall. Until I finally had to pick her up and carry her into the house. Now, I couldn't do that today. She's a big, big fat dog. So I carried her back in the house, laid her by the puppies. And she would crawl into the puppy things and get inside there with them and let them feed. Until the next day, she just kept looking at me. She was never one to bark at this time. She would always keep to her own, but her eyes tell everything. Every time she looked at you, you could tell something wasn't right because she was not like this kind of dog. So Saturday comes around, and no vets are open on Saturday. So I call a vet and get their emergency number. They said, yeah, we can check her out, but it's going to be pretty expensive because it's on the weekend because she waits till the weekday. I said, I don't think so. I think something's really bad. She's never acted like this. They said, okay, um, you're going to have to box all the puppies up and bring her in with, with the puppies because we don't want nothing to happen to the puppies and we'll check them all out while they're here too. So I bring her in there. They examine her and said she needs emergency surgery. She has a puppy stuck inside of her that has been dead since like the Thursday before. So for like two days, there's been a dead puppy inside of her. <clears throat> so we did the surgery and it's an expensive surgery I have to do but I had no choice I wanted to save her life and all the puppies so the next night the next morning because they had to keep the puppies overnight they send them back home with me and she looked really weak I have pictures and stuff of her I have to dig out and maybe put a Facebook thing together for her so I bring her home and she was in bad shape from the surgery. She looked like she lost a lot of weight. They headed out, ended up doing a surgery from her neck, below her neck all the way down to her legs. They cut her open all the way down, her belly all the way down to get this puppy out of her. And so she had stitches from neck to toe, like every part of her stomach was just wide open and just stitched. It was a pretty major surgery. But she never left the puppies. She kept doing her, her job. She kept getting up, getting food and water, crawling back into where her puppies were, and fall with exhaustion, you can just see. 
She was so exhausted, but she would not give up on those puppies. She wouldn't give up on her duties. <clears throat> That's only one story. The last few days, I've been, about the last week, I've been trying to get rid of some mice out of a motorhome I have. And if you ever try to get rid of mice out of your home or anywhere, they're clever little boogers. Now, when mice are little, they're cute, but we know that that cuteness that they have is very deadly because wherever they leave those droppings is potential to like the black plague or some kind of bad thing could happen where it could wipe out a third of mankind so we know that little cute little bugger carries death in its pocket so us as humans to be clean and discreet we get rid of it as best we can now i'm very humane when it comes to this kind of stuff if i have to do it like this even for mice I don't like using those little sticky traps because one reason is because if a mouse gets stuck on a part of a sticky trap, it will bite its own leg off to get off the trap. And it's very cruel to an animal, I think, but that mouse will not care. It won't look at the trap and be mad that day or the human and, and give up on life because it put a trap down there. It would bite its leg off and leave. Just like raccoons, I remember hunting I just put up a coon hunting video for Father's Day podcast I remember stories of trapping coons when we were kids where they would lose their legs in a trap or bite the rest of their leg off just to get free now I don't know why I'm telling you all these stories this early in the morning I just got up about an hour ago I haven't even had a cup of coffee but I know I haven't put a podcast up in a couple days but I guess this is to tell you Humans are pretty much the only ones that complain about their situation. If you look at other species or animals, they go on with life. They find a way to make it. They find a way to fight through. Even though it's the worst possible scenario for them, they give, you, they give themselves the best possible scenario to live. And that's the ultimate position that they want to have. They want to be alive. They want to live and do what God created them to do. Now humans, we complain, we murmur, we fight, we cause problems. We do all kinds of things that we want other people to suffer with us. We want other people to hear our problems or plight. That's the way we feel connected. Now I'm not saying that's a total weakness, but this is what separates us from all other species. Is just one of this, the things is this what I'm saying. This very fact alone is pretty amazing that we can articulate our pain, we can express it, and we can bring others in to feel it with us. And the great thing is that others can have what is called empathy, where they have went through a situation and, and can almost feel what you're going through because they went through the same scenario. So they can return to the next person some kind of emotion or connection that'll help that person get through their problem. This is one thing that separates us. And Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, came to earth. He did not start a family. He didn't get married. He didn't do none of the things that we strive to do. He didn't become a business owner, didn't get rich. He came with a focus. He looked at the cross. He faced the cross, even though he did not want to go, he went there and he didn't complain, didn't open his mouth, and didn't complain. Now that's a mighty God. So I want you to think about these things today. Keep me in prayer. 
I have a lot more encouraging things I have to say, but I want to keep it short and sweet. I want you to have something you can listen to today and encourage you. Just know that whatever you're going through, somebody else has already went through it. They've suffered it. You're going to make it through it. The pain's not fun. The agony's not good. But God's there with you. And with that, God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to the Agony of a Thing podcast today. Hope it was a blessing to you. If you could share it, like, subscribe, wherever you can. If you saw it on Facebook or if it's on my YouTube channel, hopefully it's been a blessing to you and you can share it with somebody and they can be blessed also. God bless and remember to keep all of us in prayer. Jesus loves you. Until next time, God bless.